Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Returning to Creative Control Daily this week, uh, it might be the last week before. Let's talk about that first. Uh, I was thinking about taking a little vacation through December as the ads all... I have a very professional ad calendar here now. As the ads all dry up in December, uh, I think I kind of got spoiled because I was doing all right with ads. All my other shows were doing all right with ads. And now it's this dry time of year and I'm starting to get irritated because everything's drying up. Although it'll, it'll start back up in January. But I guess the question is, if I take off two or three weeks in December... Does that mean Creative Control Daily has been a failure? <laughs> yeah, but that, that's the thing that uh, I've been very lucky in that the last couple of months, I've been getting a lot of interviews. And I, I checked out my schedule uh, of uh, stockpiled episodes that even if I released one a week, I'm going to be going into mid-January anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to take, and, and plus, if you think I'm going to be in the fucking house editing and trying to do like a top five of REM's greatest B-sides during Christmas when everybody's out drinking every night. Yeah. Fuck you and fuck REM and fuck John Wangland and, and anyone who <laughs> wants to hear REM shit. Did you know uh, uh, that I seen this text message that, that was sent of uh, a group chat thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was this wrestler. can't remember his name. Uh, he, he had this podcast for a couple of weeks. Uh, I can't remember what the podcast was called. And uh, he was warning all these people about the uh, the podcast host. I can't remember his name right now. Right. And he basically said that he's just a mark who duped them into doing this show, promised them, uh, what was the word, sold them a bill of goods. Bill of goods, uh, is the, yeah. All his uh, business plans were fake. The the, the uh, download, uh, what's the word they used? The outreach, did he say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was all fake, and uh, plus he said the guy was just uh, a mark. But I can't remember who who it was that said that uh, or who they were talking about. But I, can't remember. I think that person needs a reality check. <laughs> you know, and I think I've said I don't know if I've said this on the air now, but I've said it to you guys over the summer. 
there was a chance that when Dutch Mantel was going to bring his podcast back, that he was going to work with work with me, work with us, be on Creative Control Network. Uh, and his co-host would have been someone Mike Durbin is a, is a huge fan of. So I'll leave that up to the imagination. Uh, uh-huh. He was Dutch's co-host before, of course, Matt Coon. And um, it just didn't it just didn't happen. We were supposed to have a couple of conversations. Then he was I think he was moving to Florida. All right, I'll call you after I move. And then he was on a hunting trip. And it seemed like he kind of wanted to do it. But it wasn't like an itch. It was just kind of like if I can make some money, I wouldn't mind doing it again because I guess he wasn't making that much money before on his previous show. And I was flat out honest with him, even though I'd love to have Dutch on. I would I would have given Dutch a show just to interview him a couple of times because I think he's uh, one of the great, hilarious storytellers in wrestling. I've read his books. Like it, that might sound. I don't know if the people listening, if there's any other huge Dutch Mantel fans that are listening to this show, but inside wrestling and people that know, like Dutch is fucking funny as shit, very smart. So if I wanted to lie and shine him on, if you will, and say, uh, yeah, we're going to make all this money and uh, it's going to be a big show and we're going to have you in the top ten and all these downloads and blah, 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 I probably could have had him. But because I was honest and I said it might take six months and I don't know, you know, I'll do I'll do what I can to promote it and this and that, and, but uh, you might not make money right away. It just, that's what you have to, you have to be honest and tell people, you know. I'm not saying what other people have said or what other people's business plans were, but... If you're going to tell someone who has somewhat of a name that they're going to be making money immediately, then you better deliver, or they're going to lose interest p- pretty quickly. Yeah, and I just find it convenient that his two name podcast ended after six episodes each. Yeah, well, you know, I I had uh, I can't, you know, they say those who live in glass houses, something something. I had a show with Gertner that didn't work, you know. Okay, that's it. That's my one failure. But still, you know, not everything works all the time. So whatever. But I, you know, not to get into the whole thing, but. I've always said since the beginning that their approach as far as just kind of they think feuds and and starting fights with people is what's going to get people interested. And really, it just seems to have turned people against them. And especially with this thing that I just woke up to with, uh, I guess he wants to get attention from Disco because then he can get mentioned here. He can get mentioned on Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Disco. He can get mentioned on Keeping It 100. That's probably the plan. But again, even people that you see on Twitter that have supported those guys kind of start to turn against them on this one. Yeah, like if you want people to mention you and for your podcast to become successful, don't be a dick. Don't be a guy uh, approaching 40 with a girl's voice who talks about wrestling there, man, who <laughs> doesn't know how to use social media. Uh, by the way, I've got this uh, uh, interesting behind the scenes trivia uh, about Twitter. See if you're talking directly to someone in a reply. You you don't need to tag them no. unless you're a fucking dickhead with an awful beard and stupid fucking hair because you're not in the army anymore. Get over it. <laughs> uh, I had friends say to me when I first started podcasting, and they, <laughs> and they were like, uh, "Yeah, your show's good, but you know we want to hear more of the dirt. We want to hear more of the the darker side of wrestling shit. Ask the ask the hard questions." And I was like, well, "I'm just getting started." And I don't really want to have that kind. Of, I just didn't want to have that kind of show. That's why my first fifty interviews fucking stink. But uh, that's that's always how I approach it. Like if I'm going to make people uncomfortable, or if I'm going to ask uncomfortable questions, or if I'm going to start trouble, then why would anyone else want to be on the show? You know, word does get around. So, and luckily yeah. I was such a nice, affable fellow that it led to other gigs. And plus the fact that X uh, hosts. X names and I publicly trashing their hosts to whoever will listen. <laughs> maybe maybe that's a sign that consider go go start a, another go get into a, go try and start a show with Kit Harrington or whatever. All right, one more. There was one funny thing I saw that someone sent me where uh, where he said uh, he's not a professional mark because uh, 
he only does this for fun. And yeah, making money is good, but he really does it for fun. And I'm like, well, that's a big turnaround from we're going to make all this money and it's a giant business plan. What happened to that? Like, just because you haven't succeeded doesn't mean it's a hobby now. You know what I mean? I thought it was going to be a big thing, but whatever. Yeah. But then again, he there's a video footage. If you go to the Mike Durban show online, that's true. He's 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 doing a big sunburnt uh, for some reason, very scratchy nose. Uh, interview where he's talking about all these plans of how he's going to promote MMA shows, how he's going to be a manager on wrestling, all this shit that didn't happen. You fucking, you, I can't believe how much of a cunt this guy is. I thought meeting Mike Durban and Joe Feeney was enough. And then yeah. this guy's even worse than you two. By far, by far. A, per- a perfect example of what we talk about here about the, the, and I'll use the word uh, cancer. It wasn't it cancer that he used or toxic. The toxic cancerous fan base. There you have yeah. it. But I know that's that's Mike's favorite part of the week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, to move on a little bit, uh, I myself, you know, not to not to insult anyone with uh, an itchy nose or a scratchy voice because I appear to be getting a, a cold again, except this time it really is a cold. And I'll, I'll, I'll make a confession here on the show. I was uh, I was born early. You know what they call uh, a baby who was born early? Test you, baby. Preemie. <laughs> How dare you, Mike? Don't ever use the term preemie. Don't you know that's offensive to us preemies? <laughs> I don't know if you can. Can you use that anymore? I, I've never heard anything bad about it. There's premature. Got, there's got to be a group of people that are going like, no, we want to be called uh, early births or something. You know what I mean? Like how how yeah. shell shock turned into battle fatigue. Like you can't call me a preemie, but so I'm very susceptible to colds and uh, allergies and things like that. So whenever you hear me wheezy or see my uh, nose dripping, usually it's because of that. But and do you guys know what jaundice is? Uh, liver jaundice, yeah. It's like yeah. when the uh, damage to the liver that affects the skin. Some people would say that skin should look a certain way. Uh, would you guys agree with that? No, I think it's however you uh, self-identify. Okay, good. No. I was worried in case you were going to say that uh, you did. Yeah, I was a jaundice baby. They had to put me in that uh, incubator for yeah. like a week. I was, I was yellow. I came out. I was yellow. I was an incubator, incubator baby. There's a very sad picture, and but luckily for me, woohoo! They saved my life. So here we are. I can lose all of this, and we wouldn't want that now, would we? But <laughs> wait, what is now? Now you got me interested because I know since I was, I was, I don't even know how early I was, but that's why my uh, my lungs were underdeveloped. What is it? What is a jaundice baby? How does that come about? What's going on there? I think it's just. Um... You're you're yellow, like your entire body's yellow, I guess, and then they put you in this thing, and then somehow you turn out normal. Were you born with liver issues, or it's just a no? Not that temporary. I know of. I think it's just yeah. a, a skin thing, I guess. Well, luckily, uh, you know, last week Mike was on uh, with Jeff Erstad, and we we dissected Chinese democracy for three solid days. Third day. Well, real quick, you know what I would if I had a baby with jaundice, what I would do is I would order a bunch of Tej Hanley. <laughs> and I would rub it all over the child, and I'm sure within a half hour the child would be a normal color. Um, you know, put some eye cream on there. Yeah, yeah, be looking extra, it would, extra it would, handsome. It would work pretty good, I, I think. You know well, what? you know, if I was a, uh, a I would order a bunch of blue chew and use code hello. I don't know if that's gonna make it. <laughs> we'll I see. Know. I don't know if that's gonna make it. So uh, good and roses, eh? <laughs> Hey, Mike, do you know anywhere where people can get Tiege Hanley, maybe at a discount? Tiege.com slash Mike Durband, D-U-R-B-A-N-D, or Tiege.com slash Hits CC with Joe Feeney. What's your code? Oh, geez, what's mine? Creative November, 
right uh-huh. now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I just wanted to say that uh, luckily for all of us, it's been uh, 30 years since GNR lies. If we'd like to break down, no, that's all right. We don't have to do that. I'd like to break <laughs> down the lyrics of one of the songs. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine. What is that? Uh, Mamakin? That's an Aerosmith song. Yeah. Though. No, it's uh, another one. Uh, what's it called? Uh, three in a million. We don't or something need. Like we, don't, that? we don't need to go line by line. You know what about one of the words? Uh, Greyhound. I remember he said Greyhound. Yeah. So we uh, now. I'd like to get Mike's take on the Irishman. Now we've all seen it. I've actually watched it multiple times since it came out. My wife's coming down the stairs, going, "Are you fucking kidding me with this again?" It's very, very good. But Mike, uh, I don't know if you were that blown away by the Irishman. So tell me your thoughts on this—the recent Scorsese release on Netflix. Well, I hold um, Goodfellas, Casino, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, all those movies. I hold them in such high regard. I think they're the best movies ever made. So I was really hoping this would be at that level, but um, I mean, no spoilers. But it was just way too fucking long. It was—it's three and a half hours. The last hour of the movie just drags on. I, I think they could have easily chopped that down in, in, in half. Um, my main problem was that there was no, uh, there's no Rolling Stones music. There's no any kind of music that he usually uses. You know what I, I read? That's, your- a, that's a trademark of, of Martin Scorsese is, is the great soundtracks. And there was a couple great doo-wop songs. But other than that, nothing. I read a review where it was like that seemed intentional. So in this movie... Possible. In this movie, rather than uh, like Goodfellas or Casino, you know, like you mentioned with the Stones and whatnot, rather than glorifying the violence aspect of it and the killings, in the in this movie, and like in Casino, you know, they they kick uh, Billy Bats to death in the bar and shoot him and stab him in the trunk, and it's very memorable. And there's other ones, you know, the guy hanging in the meat uh, in the meat freezer, the meat locker to Layla yeah. and shit. And, but in this, uh, the guy Sheeran just walks up and goes pop pop, walks away, and it's just very fucking ho-hum like it's just everyday work for him you know and i think i read a review where it was like he didn't do any like glorification of the killings in this it was just very like a bummer you know like when he kills uh it's not a spoiler because it's fucking whatever it's a true story but or a, supposed to be a true story when he shoots his uh very good friend towards the end of the movie that's just very quick boom boom over it's not exciting there's no fucking rolling stones there's no uh whatever and uh he just walks out miserable you know so it's kind of a different different movie with goodfellas it was a lot about henry glorifying the lifestyle and and in this it was just kind of like the guy was just doing he was just doing a job really you know yeah but i i kind of agree with you too because i start listening closer after you said that maybe maybe the money wasn't there or maybe they spent too much on the cgi so they didn't have enough yeah. for a musical soundtrack cuz there was a lot of just uh, they played that fucking. They, it's just called the Irishman theme, but they play that a lot under some under the under the scenes. And uh, I don't know what the song is, uh, but you'll know it when I say. Do you know the song from Sleepwalkers? Yeah, um, uh, I have it in my. I'll figure it out. Yeah, but it, I mean, so that plays, and that just kind of remind, that just made me think, like, geez, this sounds like stock movie music, like they just kind of laid out because. But uh, again, I, I think I could see that um, the review kind of hit hit home for me and made sense. And maybe it just was the fact that he didn't want to make this a big, you know, rock show mob movie glorification or whatever. He kind of wanted it to be uh, a little more drab. Usually after, after rewatching it, uh, how, what's your review there? I know you were a fan of it when you initially saw it. I, I thought it was even better. Uh, but yeah. the thing about the, about them not using the soundtrack, uh, how could they? Cause it's not set in one time period. It, it goes all the way from like what the early fifties, well, yeah, but yeah, I think if they yeah. if they would have done that, it would have distinguished the time periods better. Like if they would have played been. a fifty song in one scene, you'd know it's the fifties. You jump ahead yeah. to the seventies, and you got uh, something from um, 
you know, some mid '70s Stone song, it it puts you right there. Yeah, I yeah, mean, but, there's some notable. But maybe dates. that's the kind of music that Frank Sheeran would listen to at the time. Sure, right, yeah, but and plus that that style of filmmaking has been so done to death. Where it's like, if, especially with these feminist films, or if they pick up a fucking pencil, it's some woman's "I'm every woman" <laughs> shit. It's like, just, and plus that would have made the film even longer. Yeah. Or no, I think it would have shorted it if they would have done like if you put a song in, in a movie and then you have like a compilation scene where it's a bunch of things happening at one time. They could have um, shortened a lot of scenes up, gotten a lot accomplished quicker. What What do you think should have been edited from it? Oh, the last hour. The entire hour. Yeah, it's just so slow, man. That, but that was the end of the story. I, I know, but it could have been wrapped up so much quicker. I mean, the stuff when he goes to uh, Detroit and all that. I agree. All uh, the driving. You know, there's no music in the driving scenes. It's just yeah. just boring. And then the flights back and forth. But I, I, I disagree. I think that uh, that, that lent, lent a, a serious mood to what was going to happen and him being conflicted and whatnot. What I do agree with is the fact that he said goodbye like four times, you know, like, okay, now he fell down in his apartment. Again, spoilers, whatever. You've seen it. So yeah. <laughs> I think everyone's seen it, you know, that was, that was going to watch it. Uh, he falls down in the apartment. Oh, now he's, but now he's praying with the priest. Now he's trying to visit his daughter. And it's a bunch of goodbyes. We know that the death is coming. I, don't, I just think that there was too many goodbyes for, for the yeah. character, you know. So I yeah. think they could have cut 15, something like that. I, Conan said the same thing, on the, whether it was on the show or Patreon, I can't remember, where he was like, I, I wanted to like it. Your reviews made me think I was going to like it more than I did, but it was too fucking long, and the end, ending was too long. So yeah. that's I love be... how uh, Conan from his two-and-a-half-hour-long podcast <laughs> was speaking on the extra R of yeah. recording that this too long. too long. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode of Creative Control Daily is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. 
You could benefit from more confidence where it counts. Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And Blue Chew is prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor's office or wait in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy, which means no awkwardness and you don't have to leave the house. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code CREATIVE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code CREATIVE, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Creative Control Daily. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help make this podcast possible. So please, be sure to use our promo code CREATIVE at BlueChew.com. You know what I I, uh, read based off the uh, I'm Every Woman comment made me think of it? There's been some complaints about the Uh Irishman and its female characters. And the female characters not having enough dialogue. Like, uh, she... Oh, uh, they're too busy smoking. Yeah, and did you know that the one wife is uh, Artie Bucco's wife from The Sopranos? Yeah, she'd still get it. She's yeah, I mean for real. Like she's that's a good looking good looking lady there. I'd I'd hold her hand in the movie theater. But um uh no, what's the girl from True Blood? Anna uh, Paquin. Paquin? So, an Oscar winner that doesn't have one line of dialogue in the entire film. There's an article titled Anna Paquin's in the Irishman and and says seven words. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. So but uh, the the younger sister talks more than she does the blonde one. Yeah, when he goes to see her. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. she gets like her own scene with uh, with yeah. De Niro. But Anna Paquin is behind a bank teller window and walks away. That's her acting. Is this? Well, where... but that's that made sense because the how would you, her accent doesn't make sense. Right. Well, I was gonna. She, she talks like this. Hey, I'm a New Yorker. I grew up <laughs> here my whole life. I've seen her do New York. She did a New York accent in Twenty Fifth Hour. But this is where I mock her acting ability again, and Durbin reminds me that she won an Oscar at, like, 10 years old or whatever, which I never remember. But uh, the other thing, uh, so that's pretty much it. That's going to wrap up. That's, like, the end of a movie era, I think. You're not going to see a flick like that again. If you do, it's going to be a long way down the line. I mean, who could even star in some excellent mob three-hour epic film anymore? I mean, any of my favorite actors are in their 40s at least. You know, who are the guys coming up now that are you know, must-see or, like, super talented, like a like young De Niro, young fucking DiCaprio. Who do we got right now that's in their 20s or even early 30s that's good like that? Nobody, because the, but the problem is films now will have to be all about uh, a gay man in the mafia or a guy in the mafia going through transitioning or, a, or, or my upcoming film, uh, Slave with AIDS. Whoa, that is guaranteed to win every Oscar in every category. Slave with AIDS? Yeah, and the ending is he goes to go get his uh, injection to cure his AIDS, and it paralyzes him. Ah, so the million-dollar baby ending. Very good. There you go. Very nice. Yeah, I just, uh, it's funny because every time I go to the movies and I see these trailers, and it's something like, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but there was recently a movie about um, women who lived in Brooklyn, and they take over, like, the local gambling and all this shit and it's like you know this ain't gonna work guys it doesn't really matter who's in it or how how good it is even anything that comes across like they're intentionally trying to force you know female characters down your throat or people are fucking gagging on it and it just continuously happens and happens and happens like unfortunately with uh the great phenomenal charlie's angels uh reboot that i have seen three no i haven't seen it at all but you know it's our fault as toxic uh males that that movie didn't succeed so but this is the thing. They're too busy patting themselves on the back during the making of it. Like, this happened with the, the Ghostbusters 3, which I honestly didn't hate, I've, I've got to admit. 
but they were so smug about it and patting themselves on the back, and they, they never realized, you know, this isn't that good, and it's not rewatchable, and it's way too expensive. And the, and if put it like this, if Atomic Blonde can't make uh, a shitload of money, then it's maybe don't promote stuff that way. And that was amazing. What the hell is Atomic Blonde? Oh, fucking hell! I'm tired of you people knowing nothing. <laughs> was that with Scarlett Johansson? Uh, Charlie Theron, that's uh, racist. Who as, uh, actually is an African American woman? Yeah, true. Is that true? Yeah. Well, she's South African. She's right? Africa. Oh, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Very confusing. But uh, so I guess I'll cancel my Netflix now because I've been waiting. Yeah, I did. I canceled mine. I'm I'm on yeah. Disney Plus. That I'll be busy with Disney Plus for at least a year. See, There's I, so much on there. I oh. keep seeing and hearing people say that, like I'm reliving my childhood and shit. But I never watched that much Disney. As as a Disney World mark, like I can't think of anything on that channel that I want to watch because I'm not a I'm not huge Marvel. I mean, what am I going to do on there? If you're a Disney World mark, there is a, a series on there called The Imagineering Story. Yeah. And there's been three, there's three episodes so far. It is the uh, creation of Disneyland in the first episode. Then it goes on to Disney World. And then it's uh, about Tokyo Disney? Disneyland, Paris Disneyland. It And it's got footage of that I've never seen before. And I have every DVD and Blu-ray they've ever put out as yeah. far as documentaries about stuff. Yeah. And I've never seen this. They have crystal clear footage of like a like color footage from the '60s. It's beautiful, man. I recommend it to anybody. See if it's they so good. Like the whole Simpsons series is on there, right? Yeah. And to me, like that would have been a selling point. But now that they've been playing every episode on FX and FXX or whatever it's called for like five years or so now, it's not a big deal anymore. You know, maybe if this they had held off. You know, besides Simpsons went totally liberal anyway, so. Yeah, kind of and it's got the, the Mandalorian for all the Star Wars fans. Three episodes so far. Usually, sorry, usually you haven't seen it because it's not allowed yet in Ireland. I'm sure but it's could, it's fantastic. There's a baby Yoda. But the the problem is with stuff these days is you don't need to see it because people are so fucking obnoxious and dull that if they have a sandwich that they like, they have to tweet about it and oh. exactly what specifically was good about it. Oh, the bread was great and the bread mixed with the sauce and. The chicken, Tomato. I've never had it, something like this. Here's a screenshot of, of the sandwich. Uh, later on, I'll post gifts of the sandwich actually being eaten. It's like, so why would I have to watch fucking Star Wars any, anymore? And plus, it's a prequel. Spoiler alert, Boba Fett lives. See, I'm, I'm kind of bummed out because like, I knew this year that it was going to be, all right, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's coming out. The Irishman's coming out. Uh, Grand, or I almost said Grand Torino. What's it, what the fuck is that movie called? The, the Breaking Bad movie? El, Cam- El, Camino? El Camino, Gran Torino, whatever. El Camino was a surprise, you know. But I can't think of any big releases coming up where now, like, I'm, I'm out. They're what's left, you know. All, all these big, exciting movies I was waiting for for two years have now arrived. And uh, and that's because, I'm, like I said, I'm not a big uh, Marvel or DC or anything. So all, all their big releases are kind of meaningless to me. Yeah, I can uh, think of nothing. Or, or aren't there big Star Wars releases coming out, too? Yeah, but I've, this it's weird that there's a Star Wars film out in three weeks, and I've never been less excited. Usually I'm, like, counting the seconds. Did they remove that super PC broad from ruining the entire franchise? Who's that? The, 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 I think her name's Kathleen Kennedy, fam, famous movie-making name. I think she's somehow connected to Spielberg, but she was running, she was, like, the showrunner, if you will, you know, for the Star Wars uh Franchise in the past few films, like people have, of course, the toxic males have come out against her for ruining the the franchise and PCing it up and all that. I'm surprised you guys didn't know about that. 
Not I've heard of her, yeah. She's yeah. like a producer, I think. Yeah. I heard of that criticism, but Star Wars has always been like that. So uh, it's just another example of let's have something to complain about, then research the problem, and then it's just fucking embarrassing. Well, I mean, like I... There, there's a thing that happened the other day. Um, there's, there's a fast, there's a there's a ten day music festival that happens over here called Bell Sonic. Nice. And uh, this guy left a comment that had thousands of replies. People getting them abuse on uh, Twitter. And it's and he was complaining that they'd announced this dance music act, and he his point was, well, why can't you ever have anyone for like older crowds? And then they said Lionel Richie and Iron Maiden have already been announced weeks ago, and <laughs> there was just thousands of people giving him shit. It's like research, yeah, then complain. Attention. Yeah, pay attention is what I was saying. I, like, yeah, but uh, I don't know that I would. Uh, I don't know that I would attend a Lionel Richie concert though. Can't face. He's brilliant. What's a top, what's your top five Lionel Richie songs? Uh, well, number one of it's definitely My Destiny. Yeah, I what? Know. I don't know it. It's the name of one of his. Is that another thing Americans haven't heard of? <laughs> I've never heard that song. <laughs> I know Richie. Penny Lover, Christ. Dancing you know, you on the Ceiling. You guys are older than me, and you're from America, and you haven't heard of another American thing? I went to um, Jimmy Buffett's... Uh, never heard of him. Jimmy Buffett's restaurant in uh, Atlantic City. A what? Uh, Margaritaville. It's a, you go there, you get yourself a margarita and some food, and uh, it actually wasn't the fish tacos were all right, and um, but they kept playing on a loop Lionel Richie and Jimmy Buffett, and I can't remember what fucking oh they were doing all night long. It played all night long. They didn't play another goddamn song. They kept playing this video over and over again. It drove me fucking crazy. That would be hilarious if he literally made a song called All Night Long. Just kept playing. That was ten hours long. <laughs> oh 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Are you paying more money and interest than you need to on your credit cards? Refinance your debt today with a credit card consolidation loan from Lightstream. You can quickly roll balances from multiple credit cards into one single monthly loan payment. Get a rate as low as 5.95% APR with AutoPay, much lower than the national average credit card rate of over 19% APR. Plus, there are absolutely no fees. The application is quick and easy and is 100% online. You can even get your money as soon as the day you apply. Lightstream believes that people with good credit deserve a better loan experience, and that's exactly what they deliver. And with all that's been going on with the pandemic, with people losing work or losing hours or having their hours scaled back or even being forced to stay at home and having no idea how their bills are going to get paid, trust me that finding out about Lightstream right now, it couldn't possibly be a better time. I know that after Christmas and I had been trying to consolidate my debt for a few months into 2019, but I kind of felt like I had reached a dead end. And it was around then that Lightstream actually reached out to me to come aboard Creative Control as a sponsor. So I was intrigued. I checked out the site. It seemed to be exactly what I was looking for. I applied. I was approved. And within a couple of days, I was consolidating my debt and fixing up my credit just as I wanted to. And it couldn't have gone better. It couldn't have been easier. You know, at first, look, everything on the site seemed too good to be true. But ultimately, it was all true. Lightstream is so easy, quick, and convenient. Personally, I wish I would have found out about it sooner. And I 1,000% recommend it to everyone. And now's the time to check it out. Check out Lightstream. And apply today to get a special interest rate discount and save even more. And the only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash creative. 
L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M.com slash creative. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.50% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash creative for more information. No, yeah, I just it just occurred to me though, probably the difference is the fact that every wrestling fan ever has heard a Blue Chew commercial and probably already made their purchase. So with Husey's show when he has different comedians on and shit, or Jamie's Jamie Irwin's show when he has people on I've never I don't know who they are most of the time, you know. And he doesn't really mm. do wrestling that much, so he's actually hitting a different kind of audience. I just was watching Artie Lang with the guy, um Shane uh shit, I can't remember his name now. Gillis. <coughs> yeah, he's Artie's had Blue Chew the whole time, I think. Yeah, so. but the th- you see what the thing about wrestling podcasts is. I I honestly don't understand how people can do it, uh, even at, at this time. Because WWE, uh, are they? I don't know if they're back from the Christmas break, and then NXT was off, and uh, the TNA and AEW were off. So how do they talk about it every week? Like that's why they keep falling for all the kickbit. Well, that's yeah. one of the. I remember just when we first started talking and working together and stuff, Husey, one of the first things I, I bitched about in the beginning, and I think I said similar things to Mike, is that I was already, like, all fucking bent out of shape. Like, I'm stuck doing this wrestling show. How the fuck am I going to get out of this, you know? And I got I got ads and shit. I have to do the show. I can't stand it anymore because I had interviewed basically everyone I wanted. So I can't understand anyone that wants that keeps adding wrestling content, especially today, you know? And yeah. believe me, like... It wasn't that long ago, man. I was down in, in Orlando for WrestleMania and WrestleCon and all that just three years ago. I was I was still kind of all about it. It fell off after that, like almost immediately. But I was a regular watcher. I was doing a few shows a week interviewing fucking anybody I could and shit. And it just died for me in the last few years, especially the last two. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. But. Yeah, the, the only people left that I want, they're all... Like impossible to get, like Batista, yeah. Kevin Nash, Chris Jericho. Because I had another, my five was those three plus Bischoff and uh, Disco. Yeah, and yeah. I got them, but the other two, it's uh, impossible. I think if you met uh, if you met Nash in person, I think if he liked you personally, you'd have a good shot at him. I've met him a couple times, and and we I've talked to him for like ten or twelve minutes, and then I've met him other times where he's just a complete asshole. So it's Nash is very. Yeah, he's very up and down. I think he thought I was just incredible at uh, Starcade. <laughs> he asked me how the, how the road was treating me. He said something about working in a town. I was like, oh, yeah, East Binghamton. Yeah, that was crazy. <clears throat> I just went along with it. But fucking, yeah, I, my, my big ones was uh, Conan, which took me a while, and then Raven and Bischoff and, like, Russo, you know, in the beginning was, was a big. I remember I got Ed Ferrara, and I was like, oh, shit. You know? Yeah, he doesn't do much, man. Yeah. But that was when I that was like five years ago at this point six almost and uh, but I ran out the only the literally because I don't want to talk wrestling like I would say oh I want to get Bret Hart but I don't really want to talk wrestling so Cross is yeah. the only guy and we had a fucking I had a miscommunication about the time and I already fucked that up so he probably won't do it but uh, so it's we're all starting early today uh, for Creative Control Daily because luckily uh, my friends here Mike Durbin and Husey my best friends. Uh, <laughs> Must have been up all night watching Wrestle Kingdom because you guys are up. You're you're ready to go for the show early. Pretty sure. No, you were not watching no. Wrestle Kingdom. No, can I, I didn't even know. I, I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it last yeah, night. Yeah, Can I uh, just take the time to announce my uh, new YouTube show? Oh, you got yeah. Go ahead. Of course. Yeah, it, it's all about uh, my favorite uh, Nicholas Cage performances throughout the '90s, and the YouTube show is called uh, Wig Life. Oh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I can see that. I've also got another one about uh, animals on a farm, pig life. Hmm. Well, you know, when Mike Durbin had that guy on the show uh, a few weeks ago, the guy who worked in the cemetery, he's actually got his own YouTube show coming out called <laughs> Dig Life. So that is uh, going to be phenomenal. I I Husey, I heard you had a uh, – Husey has a, a new dancing show coming out, and it's called The Irish Jig Life. Oh, no. well, I'm glad you put Irish <laughs> before that. Yeah, no, I've got uh, also one uh, about uh, the the uh, the body size of certain uh, wrestling podcasters. It's called uh, Big Life. <laughs> you know, I spent a lot there's of time. One, I spent a lot of time. There's one I've the... also got in the works and has uh, people with uh, bad lungs. Sig Life. Oh, yeah, that's a good. That could get some good sponsors. You know, I spent a lot of time in the transportation industry, and I have a lot of friends who you know have worked on and around trucks. And we're thinking about doing a YouTube show called Rig Life. So <laughs> that could be. That could actually, wow! That just, hey, that was that was all just riff, riffing there, folks. That was completely improvised. But uh, unfortunately, none of those shows really do exist. I got to be honest with you, which is too. Well, there's so one bad. we didn't. There's one we didn't mention, but uh, we don't want it to be taken <laughs> out of context. <laughs> no, we're not going to say that one. I already know what. I know where you're going with that. But I do have my David Bowie show coming up. That's going to be Zig Life. Ah, nice. good one. Well, I was actually going to put up uh, a illegal gambling YouTube show called Big Life. <laughs> Or that could have been, eh, whatever. That works well enough. <laughs> so we're here. It is uh, post-New Year's. You know, uh, haven't had you guys on a little while. We all we all took little breaks. Uh, I missed Husey's Christmas show. And then uh, Husey mostly missed mine, which never aired. I don't know if, I think Mike's aware of that. I don't know if, I just never aired it because uh, I think we recorded about 45 minutes and I had to stop because I was so hungover. Immediately as we stopped recording, I went and threw up and like passed out for the rest of the day. I listened back, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. Maybe I was being a little too self-critical, but I probably could have used some of it. But I was like, you know what, let's just throw this in the fucking trash. Because, yeah, I didn't really didn't really enjoy that recording too much. But um, we're here. Yeah, with- that, day, that day I was uh, putting up Christmas decorations, cooking. I had to go to the off-license, or what you call in America, the liquor store, man. Ooh. Where you surf to the, uh, to the liquor store to buy beers, bro. I had to cook... I was getting ready to go out that night. I think there was boxing on, so I had like a an eight minute window. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was bad. It was bad. I was in no shape to even record a podcast. Which, <laughs> yikes! But uh, so New Year's Eve has passed, and uh, Husey, I know you had a phenomenal New Year's Eve party. How'd that go for you? I, I really didn't like it at all. It's just the sort of thing where do you ever get when you have these friends? that you know are going to drop out of the party or say no to the invite. Yes. But they won't but they won't say it in advance. Like they won't say in early December, yeah, I'm likely not going to be able to make that. So we then had a, a series of dropouts within the case of uh like an hour to ninety minutes. So it instantly kills your mood to have like seven people going, Oh I can't make it, can't make it. I'm yeah. not going to be able to make it tonight, guys. Have fun. And it's just like and, and then, so that was boring. And then uh, it was also a case that I've uh, eaten and drank a lot over the winter break. So mm-hmm. I felt just so bloated to the point where it's like, this isn't healthy. I'm not enjoying this shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it's funny when my wife and I moved into this house about uh, over two years ago. And we've had, 
one party, and and it's all it's all along the lines of she. I haven't grown up. I haven't grown out of it yet. She actually hasn't drank since last Christmas, and I'm still trying to like. I'm not respecting her wishes to not drink at all. I'm constantly nagging her like, we should go out. Hey, why don't we go out? Hey, you want to go away? Hey, let's have people over. And I finally realized like, gee, she's not. It's not a face. She really just doesn't want to drink. So I made a resolution to stop harassing her about it. But that I I, but, uh, I know that yeah, the way. The other, the other thing that drives me crazy about parties is, do you ever get when you say to people? Well, come on up uh, any time after half seven or seven thirty, as he said in USV. Yeah. Uh, but then they turn up at about uh, half nine or nine thirty, mm-hmm. and so you you've been like trying to drink for this time, but by the time they get there, you're either really sleepy or because you've been relaxing for two hours, and they've just arrived, and it's like the energy levels are all off, and or some or people are more drunk than others, and then. You can't get a conversation going. You just think, "Fuck this!" I think that was my official last party because yeah. party the the New Year's Eve party I had previously before then was was so fucking debauched and crazy that uh, most people don't actually believe it. Even when we talk back, like because it was <laughs> fucking I said it was an like an orgy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and I actually I wound up pulling one of those moves. Right, I showed up at a party very very late. Uh, I stayed home. And uh, didn't leave the house till about one o'clock in the morning because, well, like I said, I'm the only. I'm sitting. I'm drinking at the house. My wife's not drinking. What she actually convinced me to do, since I had a buzz on, she had me fucking moving furniture around. She's like, "You're fucked up. You don't care." So I'm moving furniture around the bedroom. We're taking the tree down. It hits about twelve thirty, and a, uh, a couple of friends are texting me from the one party they're at. Like, come over, come over, come over. The one guy's like, "I'll stay all night if you come over." That's not what happened at all. I, I saw him for about six minutes. He's like, uh, I'm done for the night. I got to go. Dude, I just took a fucking Uber over here. What are you doing? But, uh, yeah, no, I don't blame you. And then, there, I see, like I said, I I only had the one party here. So I haven't had a party in a long time. So I'm way past the fucking, I don't remember how bad the cleanups used to be and all that shit. Like, that's that's the absolute worst. Yeah, that's where uh, I, I've been getting a lot of hate from, from a certain cunt. Because <laughs> the place, like, but, but I, because I, there was all these, like, glasses left out and, it was a drinking game being done where it was like a monopoly, but if you land on certain things, you have to. It was like a drinking monopoly game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I got sick because, like, well, I can't do fucking six shots of whiskey back to back straight. Like that's a, <laughs> that's like a glass of whiskey. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I got sick, so I got moaned at that. And it's like, well, you bought the fucking game. It sounds like what's it called? Is that pass out? I don't know. It's Scott good. Hall's. Scott Hall's Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you had a quiet New Year's, didn't you? Sorry, uh, did you know Scott Hall starting a YouTube uh, channel? Really? Called uh, Swig Life. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. So, Mike, you had a quiet, quiet New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, I didn't do anything. I was asleep well before midnight, and that's the way I've done it for the past like fifteen years, probably. Yeah. Very rare. It's very rare that I go out. I think the last time I was out on New Year's Eve was uh, in Disney World in 2013. We had a big family reunion there, and. Um, it was New Year's Eve. Before that, I think 2006 was the last time I went out. Yeah, I think uh, my problem in New Year's Eve parties is that apart from that mad one that I've had, all, all ones from previous years have been canceled, not from my choice, because I gather people are dropping out or wherever we were going to go isn't going to be open. Or last year, my back was so bad that I literally couldn't stand up on like some people with their live streams. So <laughs> uh, I... Uh, so I, that's why I'm glad I got this one out of my system because 2020, I don't want any fucking parties. You, you're talking about some people that live stream their entire walk to work and yeah. they talk about 
um, the true meaning of Christmas while not looking pained at all. You must be in pretty yeah, great but... shape because I can barely sit and talk without running out of breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the true meaning of Christmas is to uh, put your hand out and beg. <laughs> you know, I was gonna, I was thinking about uh, maybe we should talk about some, you know, make it a positive podcast this week mm-hmm. and maybe talk about some 2020 goals. And one thing I was thinking about doing, actually, I was thinking about trying to maybe get a little band together and, and play some, you know, little bar shows and stuff like that. But one of my ideas for that was uh, getting a YouTube channel together. And actually, it was going to mm. be called uh, Gig Life. So that would actually feature any of the shows that we played. But no, seriously, I think uh, I think one of my goals for 2020, that's what I'm, I'm going to make happen. A, I want to make a shitload more money podcasting. But my little side goals have always been to get something written and published, which I've done. It wasn't that great. I want to get some more things published. But I think I'd like to get back into the into the band game, which would involve getting into shape as well, because fucking A, I mean, there's no way I could fucking sing a show at this point. But So what do you guys have in mind? You got anything? You're looking down the road for 2020, anything that you want to do? Well, for me, uh, l- later, uh, towards the end of 2019, uh, when it comes to the podcast, I actually, at one point, with a mixture of YouTube money and adverts and stuff, I made uh, a four-figure income. Yeah. From it, not like fucking £9,000 or whatever. Like, it was just over a 1000 And I thought, well, that's a good sign. So I'd like to keep building on that. Uh, and I'd like for the podcast to get bigger. And I'd also just like to, as a, for a personal thing, because it's something I don't really talk about much. But, uh, like, I, I sometimes deal with, like, I wouldn't say depression, but depressive states. And last year, I, I was going through some real shit. So coming into this year, I've been trying badly to just sort of focus on the positives of everything. Like I've had, uh, it's January 4th, the time of recording. I've still got the beer shits from New Year's Eve, (laughs) but that's a good thing because it makes me not want to drink more. Yeah, yeah, it's a good deterrent for sure. Yeah. Like I've said before, I'm a notorious uh, late hangover type. So if I'm out drinking the night before, like I'll wake up the following morning I'll be great. I'll, I'll, my wife will be like, hey, you want to go to the store? Let's go to the store. Let's do this. Let's have lunch. Fucking A. And then by 4 or 5 o'clock, I'm, I'm getting sick. I'm laying around. Like, yeah. I get real late hangovers. Yet. But um, what about you, Mike? What do you got for 2020? You got any big goals uh, in mind? You know, I think back to 2004, I think, um, I wrote out on a piece of paper a bunch of goals for the year. Not resolutions, but goals. And... I remember at the end of the year, I looked back and I had achieved them all, right? Yeah. One of them was uh, get back into the into the band scene. I'd been out for about two years at that point. I, I hadn't been in any bands, and I wrote it out on January 1st, and then you know a couple months later, I was back in a band, and I was living the life again, and uh, there was some monetary goals that I set for myself, and I achieved those, and there was a few other ones, and yeah, it was it was pretty successful. And then... Uh, I never did it again, but I think I should do that this year. Because, sub- you know, subconsciously, somehow I made it all happen. It wasn't a dream board, was it? Did you have one of those dream boards up? No, I like those, <laughs> though. I like the idea of that. But, yeah, that's another good thing. I got sucked into it. I'm looking at my bookshelf over there, and there's a copy of The Secret. I, ne- I have not read it, but I definitely got suckered into buying it. I can't remember why. Someone was talking about it. But uh, do you ever, was it Ryback? It may have he been talks about fucking Ryback. It may have been. Yeah, I think I heard him talk about it on on Jericho's podcast. Actually, I yeah. was like, "Wow, this sounds interesting. Let me at least give it a look." Because I'm a or I try to be a big reader. Now my attention span is the shits. Uh, do you ever think about that now? Like, are you are you just you're you're not interested in being in a band anymore? 
Um, you know or what? Like Actually, you, like, like grew my grew schedule now, my work schedule would yeah. be perfect because I have evenings and weekends completely off. So I, I definitely could. But uh, physically, yeah, I'm not. I, 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 the shape I'm in right now, I would not be comfortable going up on a stage and being filmed and photographed and stuff like that. No, I'm almost 200 pounds right so now. The bands that you were in were all in California. No, no, no. They were all here. They were, I, they I were didn't in, okay. play in one band in California okay, yeah, in three I years. I brought mistake. my stuff out there. Yeah. I brought all my gear out there when I moved there. But, um, yeah, I didn't play one note out there. It was just – it's a different game there, man. you got to be totally pro. Yeah. And people out there, they don't play just for the love of it. It's like everybody's got, um, you know, their, their plan or they're all in two or three bands because they're, they're trying to make it. They're just out there trying to make it, you know. So here I was just I was just in it for fun and to meet girls and you know I made money but I didn't care about making money I just cared about going out it's uh it helped me be social yeah. so in that way in that respect it was very success- successful I played all the huge venues in Chicago that a lot of my favorite bands have played played huge festivals everything like that so yeah good times man Do you have any uh, 2020 goals uh podcasting wise Yes, and one of them may be achieved tomorrow if a certain Ooh. person does not cancel on me. Yeah, because I would just love it if uh, if I could somehow make money from uh, enough money from podcasting that it could be like a, a genuine income source, yeah. Yeah. and that it could almost be like a, a become a professional. Well, I yeah. mean that's that's why it's like I told you this morning. Like we were talking about a, a company that some of the creative control shows have, and some don't. At this point, or some have had, and it just didn't work. But Husey just got locked in for the for the year, so that's that's like boom. I know all year I'm going to make this fucking amount of money each month at least. You know, so that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty good start anyway for the year, and that's my goal for pretty much every. My goal is to at least have <clears throat> two sponsors a month for each show. And I used to think uh, at least, let's at least get one a week or one a show. It's tough sometimes. Like the, the last quarter of 2019, almost it was like everyone had fucking sponsors going. You guys had sponsors. I think, like I said before on the show, it's like everybody except fucking Hambone had a goddamn sponsor. You know, I'm still work. I'm still working on him, of course. But, but I had sponsors for Conan. I had sponsors for Raven too, which are outside the network. Like everybody had something going on, and then fucking December hit, and it was. So hopefully we're but all that, catching back up. But that's because even even the biggest shows, like uh, just to name drop for for my podcast, the end of Eugene Grad from uh, Adam Carolla's show, which is yeah. one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Uh, she told me that they take such early Christmas breaks because people just don't give a fuck and then and they're busy in any free time. It's watching the same thirty films or it's watch or it's going out to Christmas dinners and stuff. So uh, December's a rough one. Even even uh, the even in regards to YouTube, keeping a one hundred YouTube got a fucking the the worst numbers ever last month. Like yeah. even before it started, where and it's already. It's only January fourth, and we've already got a massive jump ahead than what we did in December. I think uh, coming up, we'll have some more dirt sheet guys on over there. So with having Alvarez on or, or Meltzer, that's good for YouTube for sure. Because you look at their their fucking YouTube, and they they do very well. Yeah, less less college sports talk, please. More dirt sheet talk. Fu- it's like would be you can better. you can tell certain days when we're doing the mailbag and discos. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacqueline hit me with a really hard forearm. And then I was, if I didn't wrestle her, I was going to be fired. And Conan's <laughs> like, yeah, I lost my mask. 
main event of Triple Main, and they're, they're just totally like going through the motions, and then it's like, hey, Conan, did you see the fucking Steelers game? And it's like 15 minutes of football talk. Like, that's like yeah. that's what wakes them up, you know? Fucking, like, I'll be sitting there doing, you know, a lot of things, and then if they start talking movies, like, I'll pep up, you know? But that's just, like, when they had Simon Diamond and Conrad on, it, I was like, wow, like, this is great for them. They're having a great time, but I have to cut the balls off of this. Because, and some people uh, like it, but... Uh, I know that uh, Mike Durbin doesn't like the, to announce names ahead just in case stuff yeah. doesn't work out and then you then you look bad because I've done that before where I've literally made YouTube videos saying, hey, this person's coming on the podcast, write your questions down below. But there's a 30% chance due to contacts that I've made over the last year that I may be able to get uh, Liam Gallagher from Oasis Wow. Uh, on the podcast, because did I ever tell you my story about Nile Rogers from Sheik? No. Uh, who I fucking love, by the way. And anyone that doesn't like Sheik or disco music is a agey bastard. Uh, well, so basically, uh, I've been to see Sheik every time they come to Ireland. I take loads of photos and videos, and they're all up on Instagram. And next thing you know, I, I go on Instagram one day, and I had like 17 likes by this uh, lady who was... Uh, Black and she uh, is that a problem for either one of you guys? No, 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 no okay, of course not. good because I, I was worried in case you were going to say that it was, but uh, and then I checked her profile and she's actually in the band Chic. So I, was, mm. I thought, oh, well, here's the opportunity. So I jumped on and I said, listen, huge fan, I've got a podcast. Uh, I exaggerated the numbers and I said, uh, of course, I'd love to, if possible, interview you and or Nile Rogers for it for for a short interview and she said sure why don't you here's the email of the uh the PR person so I emailed her and then she said absolutely uh but they but she says but when it's uh, we say 15 minutes we mean literally as in we'll have to hang up I said you've got it no problem but then it was three or four days beforehand they said sorry we have to cancel he's got a, a tour with uh share in the works, so he had to go rehearse and do that stuff instead. So I was this close, so it is possible to get a big guest. Yeah, you never know unless you ask. I mean, that's basically all there is to it. And I know there's guests that I have had that are only big to me. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if people were that excited for Bumblefoot other than myself or, or the guy Frank Lissiandro that no one's going to know who it is unless they're a hardcore. But for me, I was like, oh shit, you know. But I mean, yeah. uh, hopefully coming up, I don't want to. I don't want to put the fucking horse ahead of the cart. Is that a saying? Did I just make that up? The apple ahead of the horse? Something like that. Uh, but I might have, from Game of Thrones, Jon Snow himself, Kit Harrington, might be <laughs> no. on the show. Had you heard that I might have Kit Harrington on? It's possible. He, we were talking about it. He might be on the show. I know this guy uh, who, uh, you know, he loves taking a lot of pills. He's actually pretty good friends with Kit Harrington. Oh, that's weird. I wonder how that. I wonder how those guys are friends. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, but that's the thing about the podcast is that, like, can I can I beg myself up for a second? Sure, because uh, I got Jackie Martin on the podcast because he heard that episode that I'd done with uh, John, Stuttering right? John. Yeah, yeah, which was apparently uh, infamous. I say in air quotes around a small circle of people because I was so wasted. Because of my back pills on that first Stuttering John episode, yeah, that it it became sort of viral between certain people, and that's how I was able to get like Jim Florentine, Bob Kelly, Rich Voss, etc. Because they all heard, listen to this fucking guy, he's on drugs. 
And uh, so I'm not saying that uh, the the part the thing is huge, but the the right people have heard it, and uh, enough that I can that, that people know who I am. Like I have a guest coming up called Mersh, who you may not know. He's a very right wing comedian. Uh, he he's known of me for a while through Keeping One Hundred. Funny enough, he listens to that. Uh, yeah, there's um, it's like uh, people you know certain people might have taken shots before it, like. Uh, well, Keeping It 100 has, has Vinny Paz on, and they don't know who that is, but a lot of people do know who that is. And to, yeah. me, to me, I knew him as a guy that, that was, was well-known locally because he's a Philly guy. But his, his name and his, his groups and, and everything like that, he's toured with some of the biggest rap acts, whatever. But he came to us just because he was just a listener. He was just a, none of us knew him. I didn't know him, you know, even though we were from the same area. He just listened to Keeping It 100, found that I was from the same neighborhoods and shit, and then reached out to me. But anyway, it's kind of similar. But um, yeah, it's funny how that works, and I, I like I think we all help each other too because obviously it wouldn't hurt for either of you guys to say, well, you know, um, we're all, we work with uh, Joe Feeney, Joe Feeney works with Kona and whatever that could help with wrestlers and shit. But I I know that to help get me Jackie Marling, I said, yeah, you know, you've previously done it's usually hello or whatever. So the newest sponsor here on Creative Control Daily is Bellway Natural Fiber. Bellway is next generation fiber, vegan, organic, gluten free, keto, paleo, prebiotic, and it's all natural with zero grams of sugars. 95% of Americans don't get enough fiber, which is needed for optimal nutrition, weight loss, and digestion. I think when most people hear, hey, you got to up your fiber intake, they mostly think it's a, you know, for a digestion issue. However, dermatologists now recommend fiber for healthy, beautiful skin, hair, and nails, and you would need to eat on average about 10 salads a day to get to your daily recommended fiber of 30 grams. So a supplement is necessary. So if you want to supplement your fiber intake, definitely check out Bellway Natural Fiber. And we have an exclusive offer just for the Creative Control Daily listeners. You can get 25% off your first order today. All you have to do is go to getbellway.com and use the code CCD. That's right. Go to G-E-T-B-E-L-L-W-A-Y.com and use the code CCD where you can try out your first fiber get yourself 25% off. Now, normally with Bellway, you would get 58 servings for $29.99. With the code CCD, you can get 25% off that first order. Check it out. It's all about your health. You're going to feel better. You're going to look better. Check out getbellway.com and use the code CCD for 25% off. 